Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Momentum. And we are 31.2-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground and take on secret identities in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices, and they'll never know. This week, we look at the December 30th, 2011 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey Small and Mid-Cap Edition. And uh, I guess it's our New Year's show. We, have, uh, we were off a couple of weeks there for, for the, some of the holidays, but Happy New Year, Mo. Happy New Year, and happy, uh, you know, what do they call it, a uh, Santa rally? Santa rally. Um, Santa Rally, it sounds like a place in is California. That a place? Yeah, Southern California. A couple of caveats. This show is for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, it's after work, a hobby. We you know Mo and I are professional analysts and portfolio managers during the week, and we do a lot of important work and uh, read a lot of materials, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But we do none of that on the show, A. Secondly, our lawyers say we need to remind you that uh, we may not have your best interest in mind. We may be actually advising you to do the opposite of what's in your own best interest, so do your homework. Third, and I'm a little concerned it might be more obvious than usual tonight, Mo, I, I have been heavily drinking. Not heavily. Well, well, moderately. Moderately. It's the holidays. That's true. Let's have a toast. Here we are. Happy New Year. Uh, Very good, sir. Thank you so Ooh, much. Be careful. Um, and then finally... Um, What's the last caveat? I think, did I run through all oh, of them? Well, the first caveat <laughs> explains why you anyway, can't remember the last caveat. All of our caveats are at www.thevalueguys.com. There's five years of shows there. You can see them indexed by ticker. The goal here on the show is to bring you a handful of good ideas out of each week's value line, uh, you know, maybe with a little off-color uh, candor that you don't usually hear on the street about some of these stocks. Or off-candored like. color, which is what I am. Um, is a that color, what you're working more for? More the color moderator. I'm going for the candor. And, uh, Colored candor yeah. is never a bad thing. Well, are you, uh, so what's going on over in your shop, Mo? It's year-end. and uh, I haven't, you know, I, the last time I saw you, I was at your shop. That, thank you. That was a great Christmas well, party. Well, we had a little holiday party. Can I ask yeah. you a question? <laughs> I don't know. You know I might not remember you. the answer. What? What's it? What was with the uh, chemistry set at the bar? Well, uh, <clears throat> what more specifically? We wanted to have a, and I think it worked out. Are those called craft uh, cocktails? We wanted to have a little, a little something special for people that made their way over to our little party, and so that was something uh, one of our analysts uh, cooked up. Was there like mescaline in that? What you know, we don't was... know the ingredients. It was one of the analysts. You know what I'm saying? You but know what was, analysts can but do. But there was a green. <clears throat> There was a it green, was green. There was a green beaker and a flask. Yeah. yeah. And then there was some other. There <laughs> well, there was, was a red. There was a red thing, uh, like big test tube thing. And then there was one with a smoke coming out of it. Yeah. And I drank all three of them. Well. <laughs> and I slept in my hallway. I did see you toward the end of the night, Mo, and it seemed like you had enjoyed the party. I think so. I heard I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had a good time. I I'm assuming that you fully recovered from that. Did you? You had more of the green than of the red, right? It was a whatever. It yeah, was a you were bad. supposed to mix that ratio. I very holiday. <laughs> yeah, very holiday. But that was fun. Yeah, no, it was. 
You know, it was interesting. I was looking around the room, and we had uh, we had people there from every major firm on the street. You know, you live a long time. You know people. $50 billion dollars in representations? Well, you know, I mean, they wouldn't all claim to be representatives of their firms. But, you know, we had salespeople from, you know, from the brokerage firms. Head we of had, sales, yes. Yeah, we had portfolio managers from some of the, you know, fun companies and such that people have heard of and some of the firms that people have heard of. And it was fun, and everyone was having a good time. And, uh, and the thing I heard there the most was, uh, you know, uh, People a little concerned about uh, well, about bonuses for one, and then where they're going to go f for the winter. You know, that was so. There's a lot of concern about that. Of course, that's tied to your bonus. Yeah, well, it can be. You know, is it uh, is it we're South going Carolina? We're going to relatives right? in Minna Minnesota, <laughs> or we're going to St. Bart's. So there was a lot of that, but um, there was two different camps on the outlook for uh, 2012, and I think let it me changed guess, let me guess, during the let night. Let me guess. Too. Let me guess. Yeah, one. Was up, yeah. And one was down. Yeah. Well, there you go. Some of that, but you know, you still have a few hanging on, a few double dippers, double dip recessioners, and then you've got people who think maybe such a Baskin are Robbins term. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. But um, you know, I'm working on my uh, year end letter right now, and I just again, this is to be helpful. You know, you can turn off the show anytime, but the, the thought I had for 2012 was I'm working on my letter. The Warren Buffett letter. Well, no, you've heard of him. No, uh, this is just a letter to our clients, whatever. And, you know, it's basically saying um, the data. If you go, And I talk about this on the show all the time. If you go to the St. Louis Federal Reserve site, they have every piece of data that you'd want. And, and anyway, it's accessible to anyone. It's all free. And it's good to go through the national economic trends and the national monetary trends just to get a sense of what's going on. There's graphs. You don't even have to be able to read, honestly. You can just look at the pictures. And what I noticed is there's a lot of gloom and doom out there. Yeah. But manufacturing, the sheer volume of manufactured goods. First of all, America continues to be the biggest. I know there's a lot of concern about that. We are. And it's going up. It's going up, tick, tick, tick. And the report that just came out was surprisingly strong for the manufacturing Well, sector. that was good. Housing. Now, there's not a lot of good news in single-family housing, but multifamily. You know, what's happening... Is that like with, when you live with your mom and your dad? Well, this is when you live with uh, most your of mom the, most and your of dad's my money, but they that. want you in an apartment, not oh, okay. in their house. Right. So apartments are growing. And, uh, you know, uh, we I wish my apartment would grow. Well, Wouldn't it be great if you woke up one morning and your apartment, holy, well, it just grew 250 you, you feet, honey. A, you could put a balcony. In. Well, I've been, I've been watering it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there's some, what's they like to say, green shoots out there. You know, we own a little U.S. gypsum in the shop, and I think I've talked about it on the show. That stock's been running. I mean, up until a few months ago, the best news they had was there's a thing called mean reversion. That was what they would talk about at their conferences. You know, things mean look bad. Right? Things look bad, but our average is so much higher. We'll probably bounce back to that. I mean, honestly, a few months ago, that was their story. But now, you know, capacity's been rationalized, et cetera. That, that's another another show. But I did see two camps. But I just wanted to say, for the record, I'm in the camp that things are going to be okay in 2012, probably better than people think right now. Because all those double dippers are going to have to shift over. Unless, so, unless Europe implodes, we have war in the Middle East, and North and South Korea start 
lobbing nukes at each other, I'm which so, is a possibility. So and f- let's just say that you know Russia becomes uh, you know another nuclear menace. Um, yeah. I'm glad you didn't say any of this at the party. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Well, all that could happen. But of course, you got to put probabilities on these things. And Russia, I mean, just the fact they're not shooting people who are, you know, it is good, good news. news. It is good. And uh, I think that the fear in Europe couldn't get the reality can't be worse than the fear, you know. And they're putting a lot of money behind it. Uh, the, oh, you know, I don't know that. The United States is actually holding up, I think, pretty well in all this. And I just say it certainly could turn out bad. I won't. I won't say it won't. But I'm in the camp of just looking at the data. I mean, again, yeah, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of probabilities on things. Uh, the other thing I'd note today, we're doing the show Thursday, today. Now, there's been a lot of talk that, you know, the West doesn't have any leadership or the United States isn't stepping up and blah, blah, and we're a has-been. Our numbers are better than anyone's right now in the world if you go and you look at these international, you know, economic trends. I'd also say... Uh, you know, here's here's a you know a shout out to uh, Obama because I note today that um, you know these comments out of the Iranians that they're going to shut down the Strait of uh, Hormuz have just been uh, they're just dismissing it out of hand like well we're just not going to uh, tolerate that and I guess it's pissed them off which is fine but at least we're stepping up and keeping you know the world you know waterways free so I think. I'm hoping that 2012 is going to be a little better. Housing looks like it might be pretty good. Um, and we're starting to get this little bit of consistent growth. I'd point out back in uh, 92 when, remember, Clinton ran, everyone thought we were in a recession and he beat, you know, he ru- we weren't. If you go back and look at the data, the fear is behind the reality. And that's happened a couple of times. Back in 82, 83, again, a lot of listeners may not actually have been born at that time, but back then there was this little stutter out of what now we know was going to be a recovery. And at this level of interest rates, this level of corporate cash, again, unless you get one of these negative scenarios that, you know, you've been kind enough to to mention here on our Happy New Year show. <laughs> that's true. Well, um, you know, I just want to say I'm in, I'm in the camp of, Good. I am too. And you know, one of the things, can we can we say on the show that Mitt Romney is a listener? Well, he has written in. I well, think that's I, pretty yeah. amazing. So I guess we can say that. So if you're listening, Mitt, you know, one of the things we really need, we need, we need tax breaks for the 1%. You know, he if, understands if, that. If, if Val and I can get another, you know, say a 50% reduction on our taxes, do you know, we're going to go out, we're going to buy new BMW. And that's going to create jobs, maybe in Germany, but it's going to trickle I'm back. I'm thinking of moving back American, actually, but I, I probably would buy a car. Yeah, yeah. So for my daughter or something. You want to really? You want to jumpstart the economy? You want to make Val's vision valid? What Val's vision? Val's vision of a better America next year, better economy. Here's what we need. Let's put a little money in our pockets. Yeah. Help that one percent, and let well, us, and we will trickle it down. Let me have a serious moment here, yeah. Mo. I think a lot of listeners probably aren't in the one percent. Would be my guess, uh, but I just like to point out that um, if you were, the the threshold to be in the one percent is ninety nine percent. Well, that's right. But if you go and look at the stats, the threshold to be in the top one percent. If you go earn about two hundred thousand dollars, 
you're going to be in the top 1%. And what I would say to most listeners, and we have a lot of young listeners, is that if you go work your ass off, and I'm serious, work hard, work hard in school, get an A on everything, impress all your bosses all the way up. If you're at a company, if you, have a, if you end up working at a company that has sales that are higher than 200000 you have a chance to earn 200000 And people do it. The best salesman in any company, uh, any company in the S&P 500, any one, the top salesman is going to be in the top 1%. Go be that guy. Any healthcare company, the best scientists, they're going to be in the top 1%. Go be that guy. Any university, the best professors, top 1%, go be that guy. So I know there's a lot of rhetoric out there about how the top 1% are bell, somehow bell, keeping bell, everything bell. from everyone. Yeah. What can I do then? Because well, I, 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 get, I, I just want to say I'm ranting. I'm ranting I don't qualify in any of those criteria. But you, so I'm not one of them. Well, you went to Wall Street at a time when that they needed people. Yes. I mean, we came here in the 80s. They they didn't have anyone here because of the crash of 74. They just needed bodies, and so the law of supply and demand. They paid up for smart people, you know. So we got in on it. And so right now, there's some other field. It could be Wall Street. It could be law. It could be science. There's a field where if you go work your ass off and you're the best and you dedicate yourself, you will be in the top 1%. I'll just guarantee it to the listener. And so this rhetoric about how it's bad, what we want is we want to everyone to aspire to be that because then they'll all be working hard and that's good for America. And I would say the top 2% is pretty good too. Top 10% pretty good. So if we get everyone working hard, that's going to be the salvation of America, Mo. And th that's my Happy New Year message to the listeners. This advertisement has been endorsed by Val Hughes. Well, you got me off on a rant. Running for president of the United <laughs> 2016. States of America. This is my campaign. See our website, www.valhughesforpresident.com. Right. Well, should we just get into the – do you have no. a rant, Mo, or should we I just get into know, it? I don't rant. You, know, you rant. I don't I'm rant. a ranter. All right. We're Look, we're 14 minutes into the show. People can't be happy about this. Let's just get right into it now. If you don't like all Can the I just say one thing before ahead. we go on? Yeah. When you first said, I'm, I'm working on my letter. Yeah, the working on the letter. To the to the to to your clients? Well, that letter, yeah. It's about the 2000. I was going to say congratulations. Oh. Because Thank you're you. not starting the letter with, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, we're not sorry. That's good. You know, I don't think that's well, what I. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I thought. We did okay this year. It was that's good. Um, okay, three stocks this week that are pretty good stocks. I went through all value line today, the December thirtieth issue, even though it's December twenty ninth, and we've got three kick ass. Can I say that it's the New Year's show? No holds barred, right? Kick ass ideas out of this week's value line, and we're going to go in alphabetical order. So hopefully you've skipped through till now. Ooh, you've raised the bar. Yeah. Kick ass. Yeah. I haven't seen these names yet, so let's hope so. Yeah. Well, All right. you'll just, just follow along. These are easy to follow along. Let's go. Uh, first up, Emerson Radio, ticker MSN, which makes no sense. Am because I going to say? that's a television <laughs> program. All right. So Emerson Radio. Um, now, you've heard of Emerson Radio. I've heard of 
Beaver Cleaver, too, and I kind of yeah. put them in the same Emerson category. Emerson Radio, I guess, helped invent radios 100 years ago. That's not what they do now. And they've never changed. Yeah, this, this is one of those brands that resurrected itself, you know, probably 30 years ago to sell kind of low-end bargain uh, electronics, put a brand on it, make it good, and sell it in Target and Walmart and places like that. Um, and they, so they do, you know, they do computers and consumer electronics, televisions, DVD players, etc., all under this brand. Now, when I look at uh, the value line sheet, what's get, what gets me interested is the relative PE. You don't see this that often. 28% of the market PE, that's a 72% discount. Trailing PE, 4.3. So I have to. If I'm a value guy, when I see something that says 4 PE, I'm compelled to keep looking, so I've got to keep looking. And then I look down, and I said, well, this is probably about to go broke at that multiple. No one gives it any credit for anything. But they have uh, virtually no debt, and they've got $31 million in cash, which is about a buck. You know, I've got the exact number here somewhere, a buck uh, 18. And the stock's at a buck 56, down from um, nearly five in 2010, but... The highest number on this 10-year page is eight bucks back in '03. <clears throat> now it's at a buck 56. Here's a crazy thing, you know, we talk about enterprise value to EBITDA on the show all the time as a cash-on-cash cash yield for what you could get if you bought the company. So we call all our friends. We pay a buck 56 a share for, uh, let's see here, 27 million shares. Okay, and that's going to be. I didn't exactly do the math, but. That's going to be about, uh, where'd that number go? Let's just call that about uh, $40 million, okay? Well, then they have no debt and $32 million in cash. So I'm going to back out the cash, and I've misrounded here because I did take a note as to the enterprise value, which is $10 million. So, again, if we got everyone on the show to kick in, a hundred bucks, because I think we have a fair number of listeners, a hundred dollars a piece, maybe a thousand dollars a piece. I may not be doing the math because I don't have a calculator here, but 10 million is what we need. Okay. Now we own the rights to all the cash flows. How much cash flow are they kicking out? Well, according to Value Line, they have a 10% EBITDA margin on 200 million in sales. That's $20 million. And that's when I say, What? So we can buy the company for $20 million, for, I'm sorry, for $10 million, and then the trailing 12 months of EBITDA, which we get to keep, is $20 million. That means the payback is six months. The return is 200%. Now, here's where it begs the question. I always say this. If a stock sells at 10 times earnings, it sounds cheap, but you need 10 years of earnings. So companies that are about to go broke, you don't, you don't win. This one is selling at, an effect, one-half year of earnings. So it begs the question, what is going to go so terribly wrong in the next six months that would make this stock a bad deal? Who's selling it at this price? What do they think? Well, um, Mo, you want to jump in? You did, a little, you did a little legwork on this one that uh, I did not do. I actually... 
You I, play, you I, look, I have, use the internet. I have not. You know what? I had to pull you back from the yeah. uh, edge of the abyss because you were ready to right jump right on that research bandwagon. I had to turn the turn the computer off. <laughs> that was that was a violation of the principles. I know. But of, you had already had it on the screen oh, when I, I came pulled in. Pulled up a chart. <laughs> well, okay, but I think you must have read the 10K or something because you knew that they have a disproportional amount of business, which I would guess at. But you had the data. 70% of their business is Target and Walmart. So the big fear here must be, because I only have to pay for six months of cash flow. That means if they keep doing what they're doing for six more months, I break even, and then everything else I own. That's unbelievable. And so I would say there must be a big risk of them losing this Target or Walmart business in the next six months. Maybe they're going to switch suppliers, go private label. You know, I don't know. But that's where the listener should do a little homework. What I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend this, recommend Ooh. that you do work on it. It might be a – I think it's a fabulous idea. Their returns on capital are in the 20s. They have no debt. Their margins are uh, in the 8, 9, 10% range the last couple of years. They do have a few losses in 07 and 08, uh, but that's as sales were moving from 300 to 200 million. I can see where they lost money probably write-offs to write-off capacity and severance and such. They seem to have right-sized the company because down here at the 200 level, they're making 10% margins, and, uh, and they have no debt, and they're, you know, they're selling cheap. So it's a brand that puts itself on electronics. It's not clear to me how much of that they own. They, they have some royalty arrangements as well, so the margin includes some product they manufacture, but also there's some royalty fees in there. But at one half times EBITDA, Mo, I gotta, I gotta recommend this one. Well, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things I'd, I'd run by. I'm intrigued with a relative, a relative, a multiple of 0.28. But <laughs> gotta be. But but every once in a while, we sit down with a class of new stockbrokers. And I've got to, you know, they wheel you out and you've got to do the speech. And I always explain to them a P.E. ratio is an applause meter. It's what it is. So when I see an applause meter on, you know, the, uh, the game show here called Wall Street, and it's that big of a discount to everybody else. Yeah. I'm thinking... There's thousands of people judging out there in the audience, yeah. and they all think that this these guys suck. Value guys a lonely life, Mo. It's I guess. Lonely life. However, there is something to be said for the collective wisdom of thousands of people. So I just I always the first thing I do because I'm a Mo guy. Yeah. You're Val. You're the Val guy. Yeah. So I look at that and go, oh, the applause meter looks a little on the anemic side. Here's the second thing. Just a thought. I fell in love with cost. Remember we did that two shows ago? Yeah, cost. Is it oh, down? Do you remember? Still we like had that. Those, we had those. We had those headphones. We had those. Oh. They were. As kids, even. Well. I the audio, the AV card had those things. The green headphones with right. the dial. We talked about how all of the, 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 the great new headphones are coming out. I get on their website, and you know, I concluded, this is just a company that's not going to change with the times. And it looks like to me just conceptually Emerson is another company that just hasn't quite 
gone with the times. Well, I'd say there's a difference. That cost is the original cost. The family's still there. We knew that. They, they're controlled by the family. Yeah. This isn't the Emerson people. They took this brand off, off a trash heap uh, probably 30 years ago, just like that Packard Bell brand, and said, what can we slap on a radio so we can charge 5% more? Yep. And if we only have to pay 4% more. So it may be a crap company. I'm not saying that. But this is not the Emerson people. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Point, point well taken. Yeah. Well, it is, it's but intriguing. You, and you, and when it, you're, you're right about this applause meter. No one loves it. I, there's something up, clearly. But well, here's, here's something. We, we got a chart up here on the... Uh, what is that? Is that a it's a it's a internet? It's called machine? a computer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the World Wide Web. Ah, so here's what's interesting. Web. The stocks traded about one and a half for nineteen ninety eight two thousand. Had a little bit cover blips in two thousand two, and all of a sudden, boom! It's trading at seven bucks. And yeah. uh, in the middle of in two thousand three. Well, that's seven years or eight years ago. I mean, true. They but must what, have done something good. Exactly. I would go back. I would see, was that a takeover? Yeah, you'd have to check that out. Whatever that news. was, what are the prospects of that happening again to take the stock from a buck and a half? From a purely sort of technical standpoint, it's, it takes how long to go into the archives, look that up in their accuser case, their, their, uh, their headlines. What was that? I'll take a stock that moves from two to seven in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, nowadays you can just Google that, you know. Emerson Radio, 2003. January stock 2003. Move, yeah. stock but you'd want to check that out. Yep, yep. But I like, you know, that when I see, when I see uh, glimmers of uh, hope of a $7 peak on a, uh, you know, dollar, dollar and a half stock, yeah, I like it. Hmm. Okay. Good. Well, good. We'll write in on that one. This is a little controversial. I've honestly never seen a stock at half times EBITDA that had no debt. So Less than half times EBITDA. I'm going to go, uh, I've, I've never looked at this other than in here. I'm going to go check this thing out myself. Um, well, let's have a toast to Emerson Radio since it's our Happy New Year show. If you buy it and they go under, maybe they'll give you a clock radio, which I, they still make. Do you know that? Do, do, they make clock, oh, yeah. Clock radio. Clock radios. Wow. Yeah. Buy those up because they may be worth a <laughs> lot of money someday. You'll be selling them on eBay in, you know, 50 years for a thousand. What's a clock? It was a so hilarious. It's a clock radio. It doesn't even have a phone on it. Can you imagine if you had to describe your, your iPhone in that same way? It's a clock radio phone. Movie camera. Design, GPS. I mean, you'd be still, you'd talk for days. It's hysterical. Um, all right. Okay. Next up, I'm going to have another one here, Mo. Um, oh, don't have another SB, one. Oh, you're no, taking I mean, a cab back. Oh, that's okay. It's going to say, I okay. think that's your done. SB Manufacturing and Electronics, uh, spelled E-S-P-E-Y. This is out of this week's Value Line Investment Survey, ticker E-S-P. Uh, all right. What am I attracted to on this one? Well, the first thing that catches my eye is it's 12 times earnings, a 20% discount to the market PE. And then I see 4% yield. And listeners know for the last few years we've had a soft spot for yield because, uh, you know, you can't get yield anywhere else. Might as well get a little bit here at the stock market. And, uh, and they pay a 4% yield, which is pretty good. 
So then I look down at the return on capital. They're running low, mid-teens, no debt. Again, this is no debt. They've got uh, $13, 13 million in cash, which uh, is about six bucks a share on a $22 stock price, so that's pretty good. The dividend is um, doesn't, I don't know if it's sustainable. They're paying a buck 90, and they've been doing that for a couple of years down from 240, but the earnings estimate for 2012 is 184. You know, would they cut the dividend if they're six cents short? I mean, I sometimes think these higher dividends are management's way of showing you their confidence in the future. So I don't think they're going to cut it right away, but it's, it is under earning. <clears throat> With no debt, obviously, they're easily going to be able to cover that. Um, what they do is they operate as a, and I'm reading Value Line, Power Electronics Design, an original equipment manufacturing company for military and severe environmental applications. They produce power supplies, converters, filters, power transformers, magnetic components, et cetera, et cetera, um, and primarily for defense in the U.S. government, which makes sense. Their return on capital has been rock solid, not super high, but very stable. Um, they must be important to something important. In other words, one of those things that doesn't cost a lot but has a magnified impact on everything else because otherwise companies that provide commodities to the government tend to be a little more swingy when they win an account, lose an account, and it's a little more random if they're a commodity. These guys have been consistent. Uh, their revenues powered right through the recession. They were off just, you know, 5 or 10%, and they're... Uh, They've been slowly growing their returns on capital, which suggests that they're getting economies of scale off a core base of expertise as they add each new uh, piece of business. The valuation here on an enterprise value to EBITDA, I think, is pretty compelling as well. Not quite as compelling as, as Emerson at one-half, um, but, you know, that begs for some more work. This one is five times EBITDA, so... The enterprise value is $31 million. It's a $49 million equity value, uh, less $13 million in cash. And then the EBITDA here is, uh, uh, let's see, I wrote it down here, about $6 million, which in value line you can take their operating margin times sales to get EBITDA because value line reports depreciation below the operating income line, which, you know, is not – uh, a gap approach, but it's uh, it's one value line takes for ease of use in their reports. So we're at five times EBITDA. That'd be a 20% cash on cash return. And while I wouldn't necessarily compare it to 2% treasuries, I might compare it to you know four or five percent uh, corporate bonds. So that's a pretty good deal. And uh, I'm going to recommend this one this week. Mo SB Manufacturing and Electronics. You know, how about that? I got a question for you. Yes, sir. So um, they've got a significant exposure to the U.S. side, government side. And they have a significant exposure to foreign governments, which is probably why the stock's down. Yeah. But again, we've got this chart up on the screen. You've got to admit, you know, it's had its sort of ups and downs. It had, you know, it, it participated in the big collapse, and, and it's been a little soft here. But, wow, this was a... This was a uh, this was a nine dollar stock in uh, you know middle of two thousand. So that chart is very attractive. So when you look at something that's that 
long-term, and you said consistent, it's been a consistent performer from a, from a statistical standpoint. So I would say I, I like that. The only thing I worry about a little bit is, again, foreign exposure, because I'm pretty bearish on what might happen in Europe, and, uh, you know, concerns about if uh, we get, you know, Mitt Romney. Mitt, we're voting for you out there. You well, know, don't I'm forget not going to reveal my vote on the air, Mo. Well, that's okay. I'm being – I think Mitt's a fine candidate. I need to uh, – I am being paid for this. Are you? But at any rate, I would be worried a little <laughs> bit about the, the foreign and the uh, – Mitt and is writing you a check to promote him on our show? Not actually, but I might be the next Treasury Secretary, and then wow. I can finally <laughs> reveal my true identity. That is so cool. Yeah, well, I had no idea that. You're the first to know. Thank you. <laughs> That's cool. I, um, I tore on. Are we done with uh, Espy? Oh, we're done. We're how'd done you in come more out? ways. I don't even know how you came out on it. I didn't. Okay. All right. Is there any more wine left? There's a little bit. Can you pass bit. it over here? And uh, by the way, Mo, I want to thank you for hosting tonight. The, the wine's already near oh. you. <laughs> I didn't do that. All right. It's our Happy New Year show. Let's have a toast. To the show. In the new year. How about that? It sounds good. Yeah. Our next toast, I think we're going to have glass all over the place. <laughs> I just love that sound. It's worth it if you break Oy. a couple. Okay. Finally, and I'm sure at this point you're saying, thank God, out there. Iturin? Iturin? I don't know how to pronounce this. There's a lot of mysteries about this one. There though. are more than a few. Okay. So, Iturin? I don't know. It's in this week's value line. Ticker I-T-R-N. What am I attracted to? Well... 7.5% yield kind of catches my eye. And then it's also at a 30% discount to the market P.E. If you're a value guy, you know, that's going to cause you to take a look, I'll just say. All right, so the dividend, well, the dividend is not covered by earnings, so that's not good. They're paying a buck fifty in the dividend. The earnings are estimated to be a buck twenty. so obviously at 7.5%, you know there's a risk of cutting the dividend. But even if they cut it in half, you're still better off than you are at the bank, so I'm cool with that. Uh, I look at their operating margin. This thing is rock solid, growing almost every year from the mid-20s back eight years ago to the low 30s. They're picking up excuse me, a few hundred basis points on average a year in operating margins. That's outstanding. The return on capital, again, no losses here over the 10 years that Value Line shows or eight years. And returns on capital, um, you know, upper teens, upper teens, lower teens, lower teens, mid-teens. I mean, that's pretty darn good. And then I look at their uh, balance sheet. Again, the only debt they have here is the debt they might have when they buy sandwiches one day. There's uh, virtually zero, I'll just say. Um, they have $48 million in cash, which is two fifty dollars a share on a $13.26 stock price. And then, you know, enterprise value to EBITDA, which, again, I like to look at, is uh, enterprise value of $230 million. That's how much we'd all have to spend to own the rights to all the cash flows of the company, the earnings, and the interest. And the EBITDA is... Uh, on $148 million in sales, 32% operating margin. Again, value line reports depreciation below the line. 4.9 times EBITDA. The inverse of 1 over 4.9 is about 21%. That's a pretty good cash-on-cash cash return. Um, and so, you know, obviously we have some risks here. What does the company do? Well, 
they, uh, they track vehicles. So they're involved in stolen vehicles, but yet they're also involved with uh, security. Internationally, they do a lot of business in Israel, Brazil, Argentina, according to the value line, United States. And it looks like they just have a very secure, you know, radio frequency approach to encoding and encrypting data that goes between vehicles, whether they're in, uh, you know, fleets of cars or military equipment or what have you, um, and, uh, and, and the users. And they're obviously doing a pretty good business in winning customers over that period. The estimates for this year look like they're going to be a little bit up from last year, but then for reasons I couldn't tell you, uh, Value Line's estimating a little bit of a decline in earnings next year. Maybe they know that some contract is coming off or something, so you'd want to check into that. But this thing is um, offering a 20% cash-on-cash return, a 7.5% yield that admittedly is, you know, you know, potentially cuts to, to 4%, um, but in this environment, that's a pretty good deal. Iturin, uh, ticker ITRN. Hmm. So, Mo, there's my pitch on that one. I think it's great. I, you know, I think my pitch on this would be that uh, while we profess that we do no research on the show, occasionally when we're on the first bottle of wine, we do sort of say, what? And we do look a few things up, and so we did say... I did look up in a phone, look in the phone book. Well, we did a little more than that. First, the company's located in Azure, A-Z-O-U-R. Is that the Azores? Well, well we don't when know we exactly. looked that up, we couldn't find that. Then we tried Google three. Earth does not have that. It, yes. Amazingly. Then uh, we tried three, Hashikama Street, which is their address, and nobody had that. Yeah. And then we tried their phone number. Yeah. And there was nothing there. So here's the thing. Right. Yeah. What do you what seven you and advise a half, for the listeners on this? Seven and a half percent yield. Yeah. Get it in writing? Is that what you're gonna say? Bernie Madoff, you know? I the 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 key in a in situations like this is get out quick. Get out quick. We're so yeah, so uh, yeah, so my suggestion is get in, but keep your ears open and get yeah. ready to get out quick. Yeah. Well, one thing who I'd cares if they don't have a dress? If they're gonna, if I'm the first one out, well, how are you gonna be? One thing I do now that, of course, 30 years ago you couldn't possibly do, and I've mentioned this on the show, is Google Earth is a powerful tool. You can check out, like recently, I'm on Google Earth. I'm in Apple. I'm looking at Apple's new server farm over in South Carolina. You know what? You can measure it. You can get the square footage. You can do some calculations. You know, I want to see this company headquarters on Google Earth, and I haven't been able to do that. So I that's think that's why they can pay a seven and a half percent dividend. Right. And I don't care where they are for that much. Well, money. I want to. I want to see them on Google Earth. Honestly, so that's my only uh, caveat. Yeah, that's my only reservation. No phone number, no address, no country. The phone number doesn't even work. Who cares? It's a 7.5% <laughs> yield. No, that's right. what I say. The final word. That's it. All right. Do you have a favorite this week, Mo? Uh, yeah, it's probably not that one. The Ziffendel, I would say. Which one? The Ziffendel. The Ziffendel. That was the first bottle. I like the red. I didn't even know. Was that a Burgundy or a Bordeaux? What, what was that? From Trader Joe's. Delicious. Mm, good. Delicious. Glad you like it. Um, uh, my favorite this week, 
Mo is going to be uh, Emerson. This Ray. Emerson, I yeah, no, no, no. half times EBITDA. Okay, but don't put all your money in it. I'd say this is in put my half your money. No, this would be uh, honestly, with all seriousness, this might be a one percent position in a portfolio for me. One or two, the most. A little. It's a little sizzle there. A little cumin in your salad. You know, it's you, you can't. You can't be too crazy with this kind a of little, thing. A little Viagra in your holdings. Well, it's, I don't know about that, but uh, it's, it's a little, a little spicy. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. A little flavored. But, uh, no, I don't. I, what, what's that that you mentioned? I have Greek bonds. That's spicy. This is not <laughs> spicy. This is mild. That's true. Seriously, we got to get our terms correct here. So what's uh, Did you have a favorite or not? I like Emerson. Yeah. You like Emerson, so yeah. we're in agreement this week. Got the retro thing going. All right. Well, we merged them with costs, and we could sell, you know, old time radios that connected with old time headphones. That's a good idea. Yeah. We could put that on the site, make a couple of bucks. Yeah. Anyway, well, this has been our holiday show. You want to do uh, another toast? Let's do. I love this. Boing. I want to just thank all the listeners for listening all year long to the Value Guys, and uh, we hope to bring you a good 2012, and may your portfolio prosper in the new year. And if you email us, we'll send each of you we will. a $10 gift certificate. We so will. <laughs> what? Val will. He had a big bonus this year. Was, I right. was at his Christmas party. Trust me. All this right. guy is not hurting. All right. www.thevalueguys.com uh, for all other information. And we take email. Val at thevalueguys.com or Mo. And how do you spell that again, Mo? M-O. It's not M-O-W. I put M-O. <laughs> <laughs> I put M O E. Oh yeah. Isn't it M O E or yeah, is it M O? No, it could be. No, it's M O E. M O E. But it's at, not. It's not M O. No, I knew that. Okay. M O E at thevalueguys.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. Good night.